0: Welcome to the podcast slash video for today. Today, I'm so excited that Leonie Dawson is here. Hello, Leonie.
1: Oh, hi, Natasha. Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> You're gorgeous. It's my pleasure. I think we're going to have a fun chat. I just was telling I'm Leonie so how sorry. I have no prompts, but I do know that I need to let her introduce herself. So in case you don't know Leonie, in case you've been under some kind of rock, then um, here's Leonie's going to do her own intro. You ready?
1: Oh okay watch me go
0: (laughs) what do you want to say
1: oh hi i'm leone nice to meet you um i do i talk shit on the internet and it's been fun um and it's also made me very very rich
0: (laughs) (laughs) wonderful that's what we like yeah Great. And some of my people, it's like lots of lovely synchronicities because I get really inspired following you because you don't really dress up fancy. You get the whole unicorn hat. Like when you were still on Instagram, I would just be like, thank the gods that there are other women who aren't just showing up trying to be all shiny all the time. And a few of my clients also have just been thinking about that stuff, about just showing up just the way we are, not feeling like we have to conform to weird ass body standards and beautified yeah. just just to show up the way we are i love and that And you know
1: who's who's also like not doing that and has never done that it's the dudes like exactly. straight white dudes have never thought they'd had to perform so the fact that we think that we might need to look different from how we are fucking patriarchy
0: I agree fully and I love those dudes that also just have the one jumper my current business mentor he just wears like a blue jumper for every single video I'm like why should I do my hair if he's gonna wear the same jumper every day
1: yeah yeah uh, well I mean I dressed up for this so <laughs> my-
0: oh that's brilliant
1: nice rainbow yeah. bright lift nice. a
0: dream. yeah when I was when I had my daughter I swore she was going to be an uber feminist as well and I was like it's going to be great and we're going to wear purple and orange and be like tank girl together and then she arrived in my life and she loves lace and she loves oh fairy God. dresses and it was just oh. like oh what's going yeah. on what
1: yeah yeah. On? yeah my my the, my baby that existed in princess dresses is now baby goth and so she is black (laughs) Um, a strict outfit of black and um, very much cares though what she's wearing even though it's all going to be black
0: yeah I've been there I had heavy metal t-shirts and everything
1: it so happens. it's like, I love, I love, like my friends are all like, ha, ah, of course you're going to end up with a child who wears black and is into fashion, like suck deadly yeah. out of your rainbow hippie.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm always worried my kids are going to become like Coca-Cola drinking truck drivers or something.
1: Yeah, right. I, I like to joke that like I can accept anything from my children, but I can't accept if they're into sports. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I I hear you. My whole family likes sports, unfortunately. In fact, I just found out that I have a bit of mild hypermobility. I remember reading one of your posts talking about that. I was like, what is this? I wasn't sure if we'd be able to even have a conversation because I feel like we occupy the same space too much. But it's interesting, all these little commonalities.
1: How fun. Hypermobility. It's it's an exciting one to have, isn't it?
0: It's just nice to have clarity. It's like all this weird-ass shit happens. And I don't yeah. understand why. And I go to the doctor and I'm like, I've got pain, I've got this, and there's no answer, no answer, down some naturopath wormhole, wormholes, wormholes, and then, oh, it's just this thing. And then that explains yeah. so many things and it just feels like such a relief.
1: Yeah.
0: But I yeah, feel like, the, the, oh, the sorry.
1: it's kind of, a, yeah, it's, it's such a tricky one because it, it turns up in so many ways mm. and it, it can be so excruciatingly painful. And you kind of have to treat your body like other, like, in a way that other people don't
0: hmm. yeah but there's a number of things like I feel like a lot of my people can relate as well but there's invisible health conditions or I know you talk a lot on autism ADHD stuff that there are for some women in business there are invisible conditions and concerns that stop us from being able to do like 40 hours a week rah, 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 for our business
1: yeah yeah, I mean, and this this is a thing. Like, and we have like caregiving roles as well. Usually, as
0: well. exactly. So,
1: um, I I really like being able to create a business that can support me and my family, but not fuck me up too much because I'm so easily fucked off.
0: Mm. Yeah, my,
1: my sweet little body and brain like it's a delicate system.
0: Totally relate. I mean, today I was just telling the my website was giving me the absolute heebie-jeebies today. And I'm at the point now where I'm trying to pull back, like I know you've said you don't work many hours in your business, and I'm currently trying to set a whole new paradigm for everything that invites a lot more ease and space into the hours that I am at work. So you said you've become really rich from your business, but how many hours do you currently spend in your lovely rich business?
1: So I've, so, um. I've only ever spent about 10 hours a week working in my business. Um, I worked for the Australian government um, while I built it up on the side. And then I only left it once I had um, a baby and babies take up a lot of time. Um, So it's always been in, in the patches of time mm-hmm. where I'm not with my family, there was a period in time where I think I had to work about 20 hours a week because I had a whole bunch of staff. I had it grew so much, mm. I had like 25 staff. And it, mm. contrary uh, to popular belief, having more staff does not mean that you can reduce your hours down. It actually means that you have to work harder to manage them. Mm. So um, I work much, much less now that I've reduced my staff back. So, um, I have two part-time assistants, but altogether they only do maybe 25 hours a week. Nice. Um, And so we turn over, you know, you know, over a million dollars a year, just me doing part-time and my two part-timers. So altogether we're still less than one full-time person.
0: (laughs) I love that. And I love it that your courses are so affordable as well. Like I had one woman hit me up once like, but why are your things so cheap? Like you have to make a living. I was like, well, because I don't actually want to put people in financial duress. Like my philanthropy kind of is now, that if I'm generating, if I have a business model that means I can just feed my family and get by for now while the audience is building up, I don't feel like I wanna have a $2,500 signature program that's gonna set you up to be in financial duress. So mm. do you wanna speak any more about your pricing? Cause like I'm like sure. a million dollars, but the courses are so affordable. <laughs>
1: yeah yeah so i i usually um i mean i've i've usually paid i've spent my, my courses usually cost around a hundred dollars for some mm. of my bigger programs they're like maybe 200 mm. i think i've got one that's a very racy 300 dollars. <gasps> oh my god because that's the intensive sales program that i created right. yeah. um but um, I really prefer that lower price. I've tried mm. out all different kinds of pricing over the last, you know, nearly 20-odd years in business mm. um, and I've tried the higher price. And for me, I just don't enjoy it as much personally because I prefer helping more people rather than less people.
0: I love So that.
1: the lower price model works better for me. But, mm. you know, like I've got friends who charge the higher amount and it's a fucking great business model as well. It's yeah. whatever really resonates with you.
0: Mm, I like that and I like that too like thinking about the premise of our conversation being running your business off social media and I know now you've stepped away from social media I've done your course about getting off social media and just looking at all the ways that you can run a business and not getting hooked into thinking like this is the way like people think they have to be on social media people think they have to do anything in business like charge a lot have a signature program So, yeah, do you want to speak to that at all about just finding your own way? You've just got your own way. Other friends have a different way, you know.
1: Yeah, and it's like the only way that you can find out what works for you and for your business and um, what works with your spirit and your strengths is just to play and to experiment. Mm. Um, So, you know, earlier this year I decided to do like a 21-day challenge where I got off social media um, just for 21 days. And it felt so scary to me. It felt Mm. terrifying. I wasn't Mm. sure how I was going to do it. Um, and then within a couple of days of doing it, I was like, this feels amazing. Mm. And then within a couple of weeks, I was like, this feels so great. My brain is healing. My soul is healing. I don't think I ever want to go back. And Mm. so I want to work out a way to continue to market and grow my business without social media being a part of that equation. Mm. So, um, That's what I did and my business has continued to grow and be really profitable and um, a lot of people wanted to know how to do it. And so it was just a real joy to really realize that social media is completely optional, just like all marketing methods. There's Mm. thousands and thousands of ways for you to market your business and grow your business. um, And all of them are optional and you get just to choose what is right for you.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, all the experiment, I'm always telling everybody it's an experiment because I think where, if you say I'm a marketing person and people are going to come to you with their weird little malformed offer and think that somehow you're going to just magic it into selling a million. But if you yeah. haven't really experimented, if you just made the course and you've just tried one thing and then you've decided it's a failure, it's, it's not a failure. It's just that you probably haven't tested enough. So I love yeah. the experimental thing.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's play. It really is. Mm. Um, And I, me and my best mate Tam are always just saying to each other, like, experiment. Let's see what happens when we go into the lab and try something new out.
0: Yeah. Uh, There was like so many things I say now that I heard in the first couple of years, because I've been in business for six years, which is not like 20, but so many things I heard, like, let it be play, let it be light. I mean, I was just cramming business in a couple of hours at night while the kids were at sleep between... Doing a degree and my partner building a house and him doing a degree so I didn't have any sustainable business practices but all that stuff that I was hearing in the beginning is all dropping in really hard now as I try to make it more sustainable and keep going have you got like in your 10 hours that you work have you got sustainable business habits like have you got this days for this that days for that or are you just a free agent in your 10 hours
1: I am very much a free agent. Yeah. Um, I think that's part of the the joy of having ADHD is that I don't thrive really with routine. Mm, <laughs> mm. I, I need novelty. I need excitement. And mm. um, there's just going to be things that are a different priority at, at different times. So, you know, within that 10 hours, there's going to be a mix of um, currently I do one or two interviews um, and then um, I might do, I only do maybe one coaching call a month for all of my students, a big group, group coaching call, yeah. um, then bringing out new programs, new sales stuff, and then creating, of course, like free content as well. So it's a really like I've even got a picture just here. I don't know if you can see it. It yeah. just says three things, oh, e-courses, yeah. free stuff like lead magnets and free content. That's yeah. really my business model.
0: <laughs> nice. <laughs> So, what happens if you try to have a routine? Like, what happens when you've got ADHD and you try to have a routine?
1: I just get fucking bored out of my mind and hate life and like I'm very un- unmotivated. So, yeah. um, I need that novelty factor in to, I don't know, keep me feeling excited. I need a new project to master. So, yeah. if you told me I have to do something, every day for the rest of my life I like I'd rather just stab myself in the face of the cucumber so. <laughs>
0: you don't reckon that's just human like I don't know maybe I have ADHD as well someone said to me the other day do you think you have ADHD because you know, it's a lot like what, like hanging out with my husband building this website with you and I was like well I'm kind of functioning so I haven't ever come to a place where I had to mm. go somewhere and someone was going to tell me like I have this thing yeah so I don't really know, but I, I don't know. Doesn't everybody hate doing the same thing every day?
1: I'm not sure, but I know <laughs> that I, it cripples me. <laughs> it absolutely fucking cripples me. Yeah, so. I'm
0: junk at it. I love novelty. And when yeah. something gets stale, I'm like, you're out, babes. It's over.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and this is the thing, like with ADHD and autism, is that females usually don't get diagnosed because they just learn to mask it and function enough to get through that other people
0: Hmm. like
1: they don't get pulled out. Like, I only got diagnosed in the last year or so, and my parents were both like, "What? Huh?" (laughs) Um, And I was like, "I think like it's fairly obvious, but (laughs) it's fine. (laughs) It's fine."
0: Yep, maybe one day I'll find out. My daughter keeps telling me as well, I think you are, Mum, because my friend is and he said I am and you said everything we do is normal so maybe you are. I'm like, maybe I am. I don't know. I don't know if it even matters. I think, yeah, if you experiment and you just show up in your own way in your business, it kind of, I don't know, I feel like I'm all right right now. Definitely. I am I feel like I'm a hyperactive chipmunk sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I just... Talk really fast or do things really fast, and I don't feel like that's a problem, but...
1: No, well, I, like, I mean, it's, it is like having a Ferrari brain, basically, <laughs> having ADHD. Yeah. Um, it, like, you can go very fast speeds, very mm. exciting, mm. and then sometimes it doesn't start, and then sometimes it doesn't finish, and,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So who inspires you? Because you definitely inspire me with the, like, no gender bullshit, no having to conform beauty standards thing, and the experimenting... And also being so creative, like the way you've hand-drawn things and your website is your art. I love all of that. And I know people could just go and check out the blog to see what inspires you because you're so generous with sharing your input process. But, like, who's a couple of people right now that are the ones you look to to keep inspired in your business?
1: I mean, there's probably two parts is firstly I like you know the older creators like Sark and Susan Branch who are both authors and illustrators and they both do handwritten hand-drawn books they're just mm. scrumptious mm. and they've got creative careers spanning you know decades upon decades with a very loyal audiences that really just lights up my heart um and then as well I just feel so excited and inspired by um new kids that are coming through and who are teaching us so much more about freedom when it comes to our own uh gender and Mm. uh sexuality and self-expression and all that stuff they're the coolest fucking things on earth so um i'm very grateful to all of the the young ones who are creating and teaching and being activists
0: Mm. yeah i ended up getting that um seeing gender book after I saw it in your stash. Oh, yeah. That was a brilliant book. It really helped because my my sons have long hair and they get called girls and there's just all this conversation. And my husband is a really yin sort of guy, like a really feminine guy. And I'm just like everybody knows I have the biggest balls in the house. I mean, it's just known. So they're living in this house with really unusual gender norms and then they're not fulfilling gender norm behaviour either. So it was really yeah. helpful to just check out that book and have a look at it. But I have got other friends who it really pressed their buttons and I think, well, isn't it interesting? It's just still an open conversation for so many people.
1: Yeah. And uh, for, for me personally, I don't understand, this is like the autistic side talking, I don't understand how buttons can be pressed about other people's experiences, lived experiences. Yeah, like. Me. Maybe just go to therapy, dude. Like maybe there's (laughs) some repressed stuff happening there. Um, You know, when you look at the fact that even from a gender and biological perspective, that there are millions and millions of people who are intersex or who do not fall within that very strict like binary of bodies Mm. Um, you know human beings are a spectrum we're a spectrum in every single area and that includes our genitals and our hormone levels yeah Um, so we can't we can't apply that kind of stuff Um, we, we have to look at it less as that one line and more of a continuum
0: Yeah, and I guess what the book helped me do is like just even the title like Seeing Gender, it's like that thing with racism as well of just saying, oh, I don't see you as black, I just see you just like me. It's like the blindness about gender, there's sort of like gender blindness as well as colour blindness and how that can actually be harmful by just saying, well, you're female, you should just accept how you are. you you were born with this specific set so you should just sign off and and just accept yourself as you are. I'm like, well, I can see that perspective from like a sort of spiritual lens of acceptance but I can also like in myself, I also know how it feels. I have days where I don't feel like a woman. Like I don't feel like what it means to be a girl because like I'm really assertive or I just want to wear pants and a vest and dress like a 1980s librarian. Like I don't want to kind of. Do the whole frilly pink. I'm mean, wearing pink today, but you know, I don't want to go in down that road every day because who I am so amorphic and ever changing. So, yeah, it's a. I think that's how people get button pressed is that they're just stuck in their lens.
1: Yeah, for sure. And do you know why I like the pink thing came out for females this is the fucking weirdest thing on it Earth. was pink for
0: boys originally but do tell
1: yeah it's only been since the 1950s um, and it's because of the uh the american president's wife um thought she'd start wearing pink because she thought it made her complexion look nice and so she wore all pink dresses and it started this massive trend and craze mm. that and therefore like women started becoming synonymous with pink just because of one chick who thought, Oh, good on her complexion. It looks that's fucking crazy. terrible on my
0: complexion. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in pink than I my entire life. I was like, no, I don't. even when I was a little girl, I was like, no, blue is my favorite colour. I just pushed back. I don't know, I've just born like a total rat bag. Just pushing back from the very beginning.
1: Fuck yeah, smash the patriarchy.
0: <laughs> well, now I'm wearing pink, but that's all right. Just some no, days. No. Just when I want yeah. to.
1: Only when you want to, on your terms.
0: (laughs) The one I hate the most is smile. I don't know why I get so triggered by that. Like when dudes, old dudes go, smile, you look so much nicer when you smile. I'm like, I like when the young people bring that up, like the young creators, they're like, don't oppress me like that. Like I don't have to be a pretty smiling girl for you if I don't feel like it.
1: Yeah. I don't have to smile at the patriarchy, you motherfuckers. (laughs)
0: That's right. (laughs) I reckon since it's business talk, um, do you want to talk a little bit about getting off social media without giving away the whole course because the course is good and I really recommend checking it out if you're thinking about how the hell am I going to get off social media because don't I need that la, la, la. Like if you're getting the nudge, I think what I got out of the course was really like I don't have to give up social media but I need to be in charge of my relationship with social media and Mm -hmm. where are there like holes that I could be, filling in my own marketing because all i'm doing is worrying about my social media like that's what helped me to focus more on my podcast and my blog and things was just going oh there's all these ways but maybe do you want to give us a couple of tips on the whole leaving social media thing
1: yeah absolutely so um with marketing without social media it's not a course where you have to give up social media instead what you have to think about is uh what cost is social media currently presenting to you mm. and is is the benefit that you're getting out of it is it worth it and if not or even if it is you need to work, look at ways to leverage that even more so um, in terms of using if you decide to use social media you need to prevent your access to the infinite scroll <laughs> so you need to you need to take off the apps from your mm. phone. Mm. You need to block it on your on your computer. Uh, you need to block your access to it until you actually need to go and do something on there mm. and you need to post something on there. And you set a timer on your phone and you go and you do the thing that you need to do, have a little list of the things that you want to do, and then when the timer goes off, you turn it off and then you get on with the rest of your life. And you mm. make sure that you're using that time to draw people onto your mailing list because your mailing list absolutely is where the gold is. It's what makes your business sustainable. Uh, it what makes your business have a huge value if you go on to sell the business. Mm. Um, and People who are on your mailing list are 40 times more likely to buy from you than somebody who just presses like on social Mm, media. yeah, Yeah. So you really need that priority there to get people onto your mailing list. Yeah. And you want to realize that social media marketing is not the be-all and end-all of marketing. There are far better, more efficient ways to market that are going to take less of your time and earn you much more profit. Mm. So you need to consider all the different options available to you and decide where you're going to invest your precious time and your precious money.
0: Yeah, and I love that stat that you mentioned that like only 20% of your revenue is actually coming from social media, but you were spending 80% of your time on there. And I'm always telling my clients like, how many, like, don't? How much time are you spending on social media? And how many of your ex- past clients actually came to you because of social media? And they're like, "Oh, basically, I've never had a client from social media." I'm like, "What are you? Like, what are you doing?" <laughs> I mean, I love focusing on the referral network because that's yep. where so many people's um, clientele come from. And I want to run a course about that next year. Because imagine. If you spent as much time on social media, like as you do on social media, actually nurturing your referrals like the people who already send you the customers mm-hmm. and you could, if you had a system to grow that, I mean, it's the same. It's the same as focusing on your email list or focusing wherever. It's like get real. Yeah. With all your time.
1: I When I was talking to a friend, like when I looked at statistics and only 20% of my sales were coming from social media, I thought, Fuck no, especially Mm. since at the time I had a Facebook ad agency that I paid thousands of dollars a month to. I was spending Mm. tens of thousands of dollars on Facebook ads. Mm. 20% of my sales, get fucked. Yeah, Get fucked. I can do way better with my time. Mm. Um, And I ended up talking to a friend about it and she's – got her own business and she went and did the statistics and realised that um, she was spending six to eight hours a day creating content for her social media and zero of her clients had come from social media. Mm,
0: yeah. Like it's, it's not crazy. the right marketing method for yeah, you, it's right? it's crazy. And it's not that no one should be on there. I mean, if you get clients through there and if you feel good on there and it makes sense, but if you're saying to question, I would say, Have a look at your statistics or have a think about where are your clients really coming from. There are no rules. Look at Leonie Dawson's off social media and there's the wormhole. There's like the Cal Newport and the digital minimalism and other people I know that have just got really clean strategies about how much they're willing to show up on there.
1: Yeah. Very like, and that's the beauty of like having that clean strategy. And again, you don't have to go off social media, but you can start leveraging um, other better opportunities to get you more sales and to make sure that you are really like stable. Like even if you've got a lot of sales coming from social media, like I I don't want to scare you, but it's only going to take one algorithm change before your business is fucked.
0: It's so Um, true.
1: So you need to make sure that you have a whole bunch of traffic and client streams coming through to make sure that your business is as stable as possible.
0: Yeah, well I also checked out the Liz Goddard Summit after the Elizabeth Goddard Summit after you posted in your Well, and she then so Elizabeth Goddard, backstory in case anyone doesn't know, is a British woman who has A business she's a business mentor and she ran a summit and Leonie was a guest presenter so then later on I was looking at you know reporting back about the summit and how well it went and she had the stats and Leonie Dawson's like number six in terms of the most registrations and she had in brackets from sending one email to her newsletter so you had managed to get in the top ten for whose audience had registered you know the highest numbers and she was like, yeah, just from one email. So your email is obviously the place where you love to connect and nurture your people, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I also had no clue about that. So thanks for letting me know.
0: Yeah, I think it was <laughs> six or, or four or just something outrageous from one email. She was just gobsmacked. I loved it. Yeah,
1: that's hysterical. Um, yeah. yeah, I do <laughs> I clearly didn't pay any attention to anything. Um, I never do. Um, But, yeah, so emails for me, it's, like, it's the place where I can be friends with people for a lot of years and send Mm. them cool stuff. Mm. And um, it's a relationship I don't take lightly. And I love that I have the responsibility of having to turn up and send them something awesome every week at least.
0: Mm. Yeah, I mean, I look forward to your emails. If you're having like an off week, like you've been having a bit of a lull, like, oh, well, I suppose you'll get back soon because I don't have many people I subscribe to. I'm really careful about who I subscribe to. And I've been inspired following your journey and just seeing like, oh, okay, I can have a list of blogs I read instead of going on social media. So I have like an Asana project with just heaps of blogs that I want to go and check out instead of just mindlessly scrolling. And and being intentional about subscribing to people who I want to hear from, especially people who aren't on social media because how else am I gonna hear from them? Mm. Not to mention, like you said, the algorithm changes. I'm like, who's even seeing our content? Like, if you're posting a couple, spending a couple of hours a week on content, you need to either spend some money on ads so that anyone ever sees it or just maybe reevaluate what you're doing because I can tell you now, if you have a Facebook business page, no one's seeing what you're doing.
1: No one, no one. Front (laughs) check.
0: Well, I think I better wrap myself up now because I've got thinking about kids and all the things that are next. But thank you so much for making time to chat with me today. I'm sure everyone's going to love it. If you haven't sussed out, Leonie, before, the thing to do is go on her website and get on her newsletter list. And she has a couple, right? Have you still got like a more regular one and more of a weekly one? There's options, right?
1: Yeah, I've got a weekly one and then like a daily-ish one, but it's like not really daily, it's just every couple of days or whenever it happens. Like basically if you want the best of, get the weekly list. If you want like fucking everything I ever write, get the daily list.
0: I recommend the fucking everything list because I just got a really sweet comic today. So I don't know if she's going to resend it because if you join when you hear this podcast, you're going to be like, in history and who knows where she's ever going to bury that thing. It was beautiful you so get special treasures if you're on the everyday list. I recommend the everyday list. Yeah. Nice. As well as just tons of fun courses. I've done a couple of your courses over time and they've been really valuable to me. So do you want to recommend anything else that people might want to check out? You've got a cool oh, podcast as well.
1: I d- <laughs> sort of, yeah. I talk shit on the internet uh, on a podcast.
0: It's gold. Um,
1: the oh, and the song. new, the goal, well, yes, it's very special and it changes every time. Oh. Um, and then I also have my goal getter planners, which have just come out, with Your yeah. life and business planners for the upcoming year to set your goals. Um, I forgot. And then that. I have fuck tons of courses and then I have yeah. a free shit page on my website as well. You can get I all the free that. shit.
0: The planners. Oh, I remember I got the planners the other time and the paper was nice and yes, okay. and the system's really solid as well. Like I loved the Oracle card per month mm. and it was so freaky to go back and like look back at the, like the Oracle card for each month and what had happened in that month. It was delicious.
1: It's pretty magical. It's pretty magical. <sighs> Thank you so much, Tash. You're an absolute doll. I'm so glad we got to connect.
0: Oh my God. Don't call me now, people. Me too. The internet and me today, we have to have a little time out. A little discussion. A little Thank discussion. you so much. Thank
1: you, Tash. Bye. Right.
0: See ya.